Welcome to St. Mark's Daily Devotions for Wednesday, June 10th, with me, Siggy Helgeson, and with music by Cooper Sherry. During the season of Pentecost, we are highlighting stories from life in the early Christian church recorded in the New Testament book of Acts. As we listen to these stories together over the next three weeks, we'll be inviting you to meditate on the ways that they speak to your own daily life. Today, we hear a story of the Spirit's movement in the lives of the Apostle Peter, a Jewish believer, and Cornelius, the captain of the army stationed in Caesarea, a Gentile, from Acts chapter 10. The story is rather long, so we're going to listen to it in three parts, and I will instruct you to think about the same questions throughout this reading. I also will invite you to do some walking around if you'd like to. In fact, if you want to take this recording with you for a morning walk or just walk in your home to get the feel of movement, feel free to do so. As you listen to this first part of the story, I want to invite you to notice what stands out to you and also what barriers Do you notice? And how is the Spirit moving? From Acts chapter 10, beginning at verse 1 through 23. Part 1, this is Peter's vision, reading from the Message Translation. There was a man named Cornelius who lived in Caesarea, captain of the Italian guard stationed there. He was a thoroughly good man. He had led everyone in his house to live worshipfully before God. He was always helping people in need and had the habit of prayer. One day about three o'clock in the afternoon, he had a vision. An angel of God, as real as his next-door neighbor, came in and said, Cornelius, Cornelius stared hard, wondering if he was seeing things. Then he said, What do you want, sir? The angel said, Your prayers and neighborly acts have brought you to God's attention. Here's what you are to do. Send men to Joppa to get Simon, the one everyone calls Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is down by the sea. As soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two servants and one particularly devout soldier from the guard. He went over with them in great detail detail, everything that had just happened and then sent them off to Joppa. The next day, as the three travelers were approaching the town, Peter went out on the balcony to pray. It was about noon. Peter got hungry and started thinking about lunch. While lunch was being prepared, He fell into a trance. He saw the skies open up. Something that looked like a huge blanket lowered by ropes at its four corners settled on the ground. Every kind of animal and reptile and bird you could think of was on it. Then a voice came. Go to it. Peter, kill and eat. Peter said, Oh no, Lord. I've never so much as tasted food that was not kosher. 
the voice came a second time. If God says it's okay, it's okay. This happened three times. And then the blanket was pulled back up into the skies. As Peter, puzzled, sat there trying to figure out what it all meant, the men sent by Cornelius showed up at Simon's front door. They called in, asking if there was a Simon, also called Peter, staying there. Peter, lost in thought, didn't hear them. So the spirit whispered to him, Three men are knocking at the door looking for you. Get down there and go with them. Don't ask any questions. I sent them to get you. Peter went down and said to the men, I think I'm the man you're looking for. What's up? They said, Captain Cornelius, a God-fearing man, well known for his fair play, ask any Jew in this part of the country, was commanded by a holy angel to get you and bring you to his house so he could hear what you had to say. Peter invited them in and made them feel at home. Again, I want you to consider what stands out to you. What barriers come up along the way? How is the Spirit moving? What vision is God giving to Peter for that moment? This next part, part two, is where Cornelius and Peter meet. Again, I invite you to think about what stands out to you What barriers come up along the way? How is the Spirit moving? And what vision is God giving for that moment? The next morning he got up and went with them. Some of his friends from Joppa went along. A day later they entered Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had his relatives and close friends waiting with him. The minute Peter came through the door, Cornelius was up on his feet greeting him and then down on his face, worshiping him. Peter pulled him up and said, none of that. I'm a man and only a man, no different from you. Talking things over, they went on into the house where Cornelius introduced Peter to everyone who had come. Peter addressed them. You know, I'm sure that this is highly irregular. Jews just don't do this visit and relax with people of another race. But God has shown me that no race is better than any other. So the minute I was sent for, I came, no questions asked. But now I'd like to know why you sent for me. Cornelius said, Four days ago, at about this time, I was home praying. Suddenly there was a man right in front of me, flooding the room with light. He said, Cornelius, your daily prayers and neighborly acts have brought you to God's attention. I want you to send to Joppa to get Simon, the one they called Peter. He's staying with Simon the Tanner down by the sea. So I did it. I sent for you, and you've been good enough to come. And now we're all here in God's presence ready to listen to whatever the master put in your heart to tell us. Peter fairly exploded with his good news. 
It's God's own truth. Nothing could be plainer. God plays no favorites. It makes no difference who you are or where you're from. If you want God and are ready to do as he says, the door is open. The message he sent for the children of Israel, that through Jesus Christ, everything is being put together again. Well, he's doing it everywhere, among everyone. You know the story of what happened in Judea. It began in Galilee after John preached a total life change. Then Jesus arrived from Nazareth, anointed by God with the Holy Spirit, ready for action. He went through the country helping people and healing everyone who was beaten down by the devil. He was able to do all this because God was with him. And we saw it, saw it all, everything he did in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, where they killed him, hung him from a cross. But in three days, God had him up, alive, and out where he could be seen. Not everyone saw him. He wasn't put on public display. Witnesses had been carefully handpicked by God beforehand. Us. We were the ones there to eat and drink with him after he came back from the dead. He commissioned us to announce this in public, to bear solemn witness that he is, in fact, the one whom God destined as judge of the living and dead. But we're not alone in this. Our witness that he is the means to forgiveness of sins is backed up by the witness of all the prophets. No sooner were these words out of Peter's mouth than the Holy Spirit came on the listeners. The believing Jews who had come with Peter couldn't believe it, couldn't believe that the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out on outsider Gentiles. But there it was. They heard them speaking in tongues, heard them praising God. Then Peter said, Do I hear any objections to baptizing these friends with water? They've received the Holy Spirit exactly as we did. Hearing no objections, he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay on for a few days. I'm going to now invite you to reflect with the scripture and the text of your own life. To think about the context you live in, this time in history. To notice what stands out to you. To notice what barriers have come up along your life's journey. How is the Spirit moving you? What vision is God giving you for this moment in time. As you listen to the music now, you are invited to again reflect on the scripture with the context of your life and this present moment that we live in. If it is helpful to you, feel free now to add some movement by walking.
As we end today, I would like to offer this prayer inspired by the text. God of inclusion, endless hospitality, and grace, help us to see the barriers that keep us apart from one another and seek to overcome them. Give us the vision of your radical love and help us to lean into the Spirit's wind as it blows us out into the world. Amen. And now receive this blessing. May God's Spirit fall afresh on you. May God's Spirit melt you, mold you, fill you, use you, and then move you out into the world this day. Amen.